Hello, 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 everyone. It's a wonderful Monday for Common Sense Uncensored once again. And before we get to our guest for the day, I want to remind everybody that you can find GFBS merchandise by going to gfbsmerch.com. You can follow us on Rumble. And if you have any questions or comments, I'll be watching the comment board. And you can call or text to 701 And as always, we are looking for advertisers, people that are interested in making sure that the truth gets out there when it is often missed by the mainstream media. And I would like to welcome today Mr. Mitch Sanderson, who is interested also in getting some of the truth out there. Mitch, how the heck are you doing today? Hey, kid. Not too bad. Well, you've got some interesting stories uh, to tell us. You were working with some legal... uh, issues and stuff the last time you were on, and I, you made some progress you, with two steps forward, three steps back, but could you give us first, please, a rundown of what was going on in the legal case, uh, what you were looking for, and what has occurred since we last spoke to you, please? Okay. Um, I got one case in state court and one in federal court right now. Okay. The state court one was against my senator, Yana Mirdal, for violating my First and Fourteenth Amendment constitutional rights. And once we got in court, I knew this judge from a previous issue I tried to bring before the court. She didn't follow state law. She didn't follow rules of court. So I knew I would get no satisfaction. But she wouldn't remove herself, so I just decided, okay, you want this case? You're going to get this case, and you're going to suffer the consequences because she has put herself in a world of hurt for what she's doing. She's committing every crime you can admit, uh, violations of rules of court, Violations of judicial canons, state law, federal law, constitutional law, uh, our own North Dakota Supreme Court rulings, other federal court rulings, and United States Supreme Court rulings. We can't have this in our judiciary. If our judges don't follow the law, what in the hell is the point of having one, kid? Well, we have been having problems with this in more ways than one. We're going to continue on with what you're getting on, but this is a, a problem I'm seeing across the United States. Uh, the judicial system seems to be imploding. It's it's gone gotten very too much of a tiered system, or as I like to call it, we're gonna we're gonna enforce this law today, but not tomorrow. This law for this person, but not for that one. It has become a potpourri of judicial soup, where all the way to the attorney generals and everything else, what they're doing to to President Trump is the tip of the iceberg. It is it is cascading all the way through. Oh yeah, it's, we got lawlessness in our legal system, and that's not just with courts. It's with the governor in North Dakota, the attorney general's office, our sheriffs, state's attorneys. If you're an influential person or you're involved in the government, good luck getting justice when they break the law. They'll come after you, but they they're going to protect the uh, the criminals. We'll call them. Okay. A lot of people don't understand the attorney general's office and state's attorneys. They're not here for us, the people. They're here to protect the government from us, the people, when they commit crimes. Well, having been in business my entire life, I always used to tell my students in class, all right, I'm going to give you a little twinge of advice concerning HR, human resources. They're not there for you. Their job is to protect the company. If protecting you protects the company uh, for, from whatever, then they'll be working for you. But in general, it's an adversarial relationship where the HR is supposed to protect you. You think it's for you because it's human resources. It's aptly named. And I'm finding a lot of this is occurring, uh, as you said, in the judiciary, 
whether it's at the court clerk of court type of thing, the judicial, uh, the attorney general's office, it seems to be a huge case of circling the wagons versus actually looking for justice. That's exactly right. They will protect themselves at all costs, knowing they broke the law. So what are you going to do? You 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 took this case in, and I from what I understand, you told me that they reduced your attorney fees because you appealed, correct? Not yet. No. Okay. So, but, but I heard that from what you said to me that that they gave you they kind of tried to throw you a bone. They tried to get it dismissed. Fill me in on that part. Well, they actually did dismiss it with prejudice, which means I can't come back at them. But weren't you supposed to be given the option on that, or what happened? There's case law confliction on that, but actually, this is the funny part. The North Dakota Supreme Court in 2020 ruled that you cannot dismiss a case with prejudice in a situation like this. It was exactly like this. Now, that's a North Dakota Supreme Court ruling that my lower court judge, Carrie Gottness in Walsh County, did not follow. She is lawless. It's been pointed out to her she cannot do this. She cannot do anything she's done. She's denied uh, violated due process. She's denied every motion, every hearing, and charged me with attorney fees. They, the attorney fees were less than what I thought they were going to be, but I shouldn't have to pay any attorney fees, Kit. I did not break the law. They did. Then they committed more crimes, forgery, and evidence tampering to cover up what they did, and yet I'm the one that's going to get punished? Our legislators need to do something about this. We need to hold our legislators accountable. If they're not going to see that our courts Follow their oath of office, and that's something else we need to talk about, because it's treason. Uh, Mark Levin just talked about this last night on his show, if, if you follow Mark mm-hmm, Levin. I on. do. And he's a really smart guy. He worked in the United States Supreme Court, and everything that's happening in my case is criminal. Doug Burgum will do nothing. The attorney general's office is aiding and abetting in the crimes. Uh, we got a judge in town here, Jay Knutson. He's involved in it. And then my Walsh County judge. It's criminal what's going on in my case. And I'm not backing down. I'm appealing everything. I'm going to fight this to the bitter end. Well, it just amazes me that they can can charge you with attorneys. It sounds to me like what they're attempting to do is uh, they're weaponizing the judicial system. Exactly. You're, attempting, you're attempting to find some sort of redress uh, against a legislator for malfeasance. And what, that, what has occurred is rather than actually following the law, they've weaponized the judicial system in an attempt to make you go away. Exactly. And what they don't understand is I've had it. I went through a nasty divorce. The courts, I I lost my kids. I didn't get to raise my kids, but I never lost my kids. My kids are with me every day, talk to me every day, say goodnight to me every day. My kids love me. But they try everything to break up families. Courts are are an adversarial system by design, and that's what our legislature needs to do something about. They want the fighting. They want things to go on. They'll rule one way one day and 180 the next day on the same damn exact issue. I've been through this, not through the divorce thing, but uh, when I had students, I had many in that situation where there was a divorce that was occurring, and the the burden of proof was always on the male, and there was there was never any consideration at all that there was a 50-50 going to happen. It was almost like you had to do extremes. I had instances where I happened to know that it was proven, and I'm not speaking about your instance, but it was proven that 
that the mom had drug issues, oh, yeah. had been arrested for drug issues and everything else, and still got custody of the child. Oh, yeah. I know a guy from Grafton that went through that. So, I mean, to me, it doesn't seem like it would take a rocket scientist to figure out that maybe if one of the parents, no matter what the gender, has got drug issues and other things, that the best place to be for a home for a kid might not be that one. Right. Uh, We went through this with uh, uh, not a close family member, but through relations, where we tried to get a four-year-old girl out of a meth house. And all social services would do is say, what can we do to help the mother? Mother was the meth head and living with meth heads. They wouldn't help. It took two and a half years to get a little girl out of a meth house. This system's broken. Social services broken. Uh, The courts are broken. Well, it's going to bring me into something that I'd like to continue. I want to get some more on your story here of what you're going to do now that you've reached this point. But this is bringing something to a head that I've been seeing happening a lot. And that is we need to start having discussions on what's ethical versus what's legal. Because we're, we're, we're seeing where a lot of legislor- legislators are writing laws that benefit them that make it legal when it isn't ethical. And I'm going to go to the federal area where we've got our, our federal senators and congressmen who can do insider trading on stuff that they know is coming because they're writing the laws, but we can't. So it's legal, but it certainly isn't ethical. And so we're, I'm seeing more and more of this type of attitude that's trickling down to our courts, and especially in the North Dakota system, where we're dealing with our legislators are writing similar legislation that protects them versus the ethics. And I think we're seeing a lot of that coming to a head, especially in your case. Yeah, the the government does protect themselves. You don't see laws being written in the North Dakota legislature punishing the government when they commit crimes. It always comes back at us. The funny thing is, is the North Dakota Constitution is clear. No special privileges or immunities can be granted to any citizen or class of citizens unless granted to all citizens. So I have absolute immunity in court. Just like any judge does, just like qualified immunity with any government person. North Dakota Constitution is clear. You think that judge enforces this? No. Well, there was just an article that was released, in fact, February 5th. So, uh, declaring conflicts of interest rare for North Dakota lawmakers. And what's happening is North Dakota lawmakers are supposedly required to speak out if they believe they have a personal or private interest in the outcome of a bill, a policy intended to prevent officials from using their positions for their own personal gain. Sounds great, right? Here's the kicker. Conflict declarations are extremely rare. State lawmakers claimed conflicts on bills in just three times in 2023, according to the legislative branch's own website. And even when lawmakers do state conflicts, they pretty much always end up voting on the measures anyway, people. We got a legislature going through this right now. I I think it's doctor. Is that the name? Do you know? We, yes. we have a conflict interest thing going on right now. If you have a bill before you and you know you're getting government money for buildings or whatever the service is or whatever, you should recuse yourself from that vote or even debating it. Well, we've, we've got legislators that have interest in buildings that are being rented by the state, yes. uh, purchased a lot of times with TIFs and other things because they knew the state was going to go in there. They kind of had a wink, wink, nod, nod that 
this building would be automatically rented. So they get they get tiffs uh, on the taxes. They get grants for the for the renovations of the buildings and stuff. Then the state goes in there and they charge exorbitant rents to pay to rent to the state. And these are legislators. And all of this is done in the open and we the people who are the ones who are paying for it and the reason they're doing it is because they know they're never going to be held accountable in north dakota courts you have to go to federal court and hope that god federal courts are going to do their job well this is even more fun the north dakota ethics commission says house and senate rules are partly to blame they're vague confusing and in some ways counterintuitive there seems to be this difficulty in actually applying them as a result lawmakers aren't declaring conflicts as often as they should. I'm sorry, folks, but I claim B is in B, S is in S. And the reason I'm doing that is because this is where we get to that ethics versus legal issue. There is rarely an instance that I've seen things like this where you would know. You would not know that it was ethically an issue. It's ethical and illegal. Our legislature alone has had illegal meetings They're supposed to post when they have their meetings during the session. They'll have it in another room. That room was locked, the one I'm talking about. People weren't allowed in. That's in violation of open meeting laws right there. Yep. Which also would be in violation of open record laws. Then you have issues where they'll vote on something in a subcommittee. They won't even have minutes on it. Uh, Then it comes to the floor, and this is a case that I can remember. It would come to the Senate floor with amendments. They never read the amendments. The amendments, according to the Senate rules, you have to read the amendments before you vote on it. There, there's no law in our legislature. They're lawless. These people need to be held accountable. We need to go after them like they did with this one bill. That, and they do this every year. They'll have strings-attached bills with issues on there that are not supposed to be in it because you're only supposed to have one issue in a bill. It's just criminal. The governor's mansion... They put money in a foundation so they say we can't get open records on it. This Theodore Roosevelt Library. Foundation again. They hide everything from us. When the people need to wake up. This government is nothing a bunch of liars. Well, we're going to get back to that too, but talk about hiding things. The Bill Gates purchase of Tom Campbell's farm. But we're going to get back to that in a minute. Tom wants to run for federal office hey, now. He'll be perfectly at home there. The first thing I want yeah. to make sure we do is talk about serious aircraft because if you're looking for a new career and you're burned out with your current job, or maybe you've recently been laid off, You, I want you to check out the serious aircraft job fair at the Piggy in Thief River Falls tonight. That is tonight, folks, all right? And the Piggy is at 123 3rd Street in Thief River Falls, and this is an informal event from 6 to 8 p.m., and there you can talk to serious representatives from Grand Forks and Duluth. Whether you're looking for an entry-level position, engineering, IT, finance, accounting, whatever, you're going to want to show up with your resume in your hands. Get started on your new career by going to the Serious Aircraft Job Fair tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Piggy in Thief River Falls. And I want you to go there, and even if it's just to find out more, you can also go to SeriousAircraft.com slash careers before you go. But go there and talk to the people who matter. Jobs at Serious Aircrafts tonight. The piggy in Thief River Falls. Okay, let's get back to this wonderful thing about accountability, ethics, and legal. Because um, I know that there's been a lot of concern regarding uh, Campbell's running for for Tom Campbell's running for for a federal office, and people keep bringing up the. Uh, sale, and he keeps saying, 
Gates is like maybe 0.1% of, of the guy. He didn't even know. But that's not what he was saying before. Before he was saying completely he was had full knowledge. I mean, they say one thing and then poof, it just disappears. Yeah, Tom Campbell's in my district. He can't be trusted. He would not have meetings with you after he found out what kind of patriot you were. Uh, he he doesn't want. He wants to meet with people that are just going to say, "We thank you for your service." Oh, you're bow down, kiss my butt kind of thing. When you actually want him to do something, it's not happening. People need to understand they can't vote for him. Their uh, Rick Becker is our only choice right now. Well, there may be more people, from what I understand. I've got my ear to the ground, as always, and I understand that there may be some more people coming into the race. And uh, it, it could become a very interesting time at the Fargo um, G, GP. Um, but the, 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 the GOP yeah, convention is controlled. I've been kicked out, a violation of state law, and my chairman's getting sued for that, too. It's violation of state law. But I, they it's interesting. I love you. I love that you say that because that's the same reason I'm running as an independent because I've run into this at the district meetings and other things. It's rules for thee, but not for me. I watched rules getting violated at the District 20 convention all the way, and I know they were violated at the last at the last uh, Republican convention when it was in Bismarck, and this time it's in Fargo. They wouldn't let people make motions. They bust in people. When are the people in North Dakota going to understand these guys are criminals? They don't play by the rules. They are fakes. They're theatrics. That's all they are, and we got to start calling them out. So you mentioned the fact that you're going to appeal this ruling. You mentioned the fact that your judge isn't being very good. They're... Uh, there was a judge in Fargo. Who are you going to appeal to? Okay, uh, let's back up a little bit. Okay. I, I wrote some writs to the North Dakota Supreme Court. Okay. Solid. Solid as can be in law. Uh, like I said, even I put their own court rulings in there. All three writs were denied. The first one was a supervisory writ to say basically, hey, this judge ain't doing her job. She ain't following rules of court. She ain't following the laws, case law, blah, blah, blah. Denied. Rock solid. She should have got spanked. Then I did a, a writ of mandamus. It's similar, but it basically says, okay, the law is this. You need to enforce the law like this. Denied. Rock-solid case. Then I also did a writ of quo warranto, it's called. And that can be used for a number of things, for abusive office, not doing the duties of your office. Another one is no oath of office. My clerk of court in Walsh County has no oath of office. My deputy clerk has no oath of office. That law goes all the way up to U.S. Supreme Court rulings, United States Constitution, federal law, North Dakota Constitution, and state law. That, uh, even a clerk of court needs an oath of office, and appointed people need an oath of office. North Dakota Supreme Court denied it. This is what we have for our legal system, total lawlessness. So where do we go? I'm hoping federal court will do better Right now, I'm waiting on my lawsuit that I filed against my sheriff, which he violated my constitutional rights. Clear-cut other cases are already out there. They're federal cases already decided. Most of them get settled out of court. It's silence right now from the federal court. They know I've got them. I won't do something, Kit, unless I know I got them and right. I got the evidence. That's who I am. They don't like people like me or like you that speak the truth and can back up what we say. So um, I'm going to be calling that clerk of court. And I'm at, where is my paperwork so this can go forward? I'm also going to hold this judge totally accountable. There is no competent court or judge 
that can say this judge is way off her rocker. Now, when you mentioned the fact that the sheriff violated, what did he exactly do? Same thing Yana Muirdahl did, except for his Facebook page is clear-cut in, in case law. Yana's is too. They're just playing games with me. Uh, they blocked me from the sheriff's department Facebook page in Walsh County, kept me from com- commenting, which is violation of First and Fourteenth Amendment. This is all the way to U.S. Supreme Court rulings, cut and dry. There is no debate. The Facebook page is even labeled governmental page. No governmental page can keep you from commenting in a public forum. Facebook's been ruled by the United States Supreme Court to be a, a, a digital public forum. Correct. Uh, they can't. Well, everyone knows the Constitution, First and Fourteenth Amendment. You can't violate those. It's cut and dry. So I filed a complaint with the federal court in Fargo. I've got the paperwork. I've got the case number. Uh, right now, the process is different than in state court. You've got to send in a piece of paper for the, to serve the summons and the complaint on the sheriff's department. I'm still waiting on that, and that's been quite a while. But the clerk's getting a phone call today or tomorrow, and go, I'm going to ask where is my paperwork to go forward with this. And then after that, I am, I, and I know I'm cut and dry on my judge too. The judge acted without jurisdiction. The judge acted criminally, uh, violating due process of law. You can sue judges for that. There is a thing called absolute judicial immunity, but it's not absolute. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that there are, there's a good three instances that I know of for sure, and I just mentioned two of them, where a judge can be sued. They play games with everything. If you try to sue for monetary damages, they'll throw it out. Right. If you sue for declaratory and injunctive reasons, they are not covered under uh, uh, qualified immunity or uh, absolute immunity. That's where you get them. They don't want that. And I've learned this now after making a few mistakes because I'm just doing this on my own, learning this legal system. They all know that I am not a crackpot. They all know I can back up what I say, and they don't want this in front of them. Well, the the thing is, is that a lot of the reason why you're doing it on your own is because you cannot find a lawyer in the state of North Dakota that is going to take any of this on. They refuse because they may not say it in front of a camera, but I've had them say it to me in private, which is, if we attempt to do anything along this line, we will be disbarred. Yes, and I know some attorneys that were, and I've talked to attorneys that tell me just exactly what you said off the record. They, and they, they'll tell me, you're right, but they will, won't say that in public, and they will not represent you. You're 100% right. So, to which I have to say, do we really have a justice system in the state of North Dakota? Absolutely not. It's not even a debate. Uh, if you got the North Dakota Supreme Court to come into this studio right now and, <laughs> and have a debate with me and you against them, they would be, they would leave. They would be so embarrassed of what they have done. They, first, they, I know you laughed. They would never come. No, that's why I, I laughed. I, I alone could bury them on what they've done over the years. I read so much of what they do. It is sickening. It's beyond jaw-dropping. Well, I see, I see school boards. Yes. The one in, in Williston was challenged, but through parliamentary procedure they were challenged, and they got up and left. Yes. They, uh, it's happened here with the Grand Forks City Commission where there was a constituent that was, uh, she, she won a battle at Fufang, 
It's with Jody Carlson, and she was standing up and was talking to the city commission, and she said some things they didn't want to hear, and they stood up, grabbed their computers, turned around, and walked out on her. I applaud people like Jody Carlson. Uh, we need more patriots like her, and these elected officials need to be immediately removed from office when they don't aren't held accountable by the people and they walk out on it. Well, see, I don't understand where they think they have the right. She wasn't threatening. She no. wasn't swearing. She wasn't being abusive. The same thing happened, happened in Williston. They did point of order, asked for resignations. Nothing was. And they called the cops on them. They called the sheriff's department and had them removed. And now what they're doing in Williston is they're not even having actual meetings anymore. They're having virtual meetings. They've, they've instituted against the law, again, mm -hmm. an old COVID ruling, ruling. Well, we know COVID's done, so how they're pulling that one out of the closet, I don't know. They're having all their meetings now are through digital, so nobody can interact with them. If they take questions or whatever, they pick and choose. These aren't open meetings, people. No, pe people need to wake up to this. Uh, you hit on our sheriffs. Our sheriffs are pawns of the corrupt system. They are supposed to be constitutional sheriffs that enforce the law. That's what it says on the Walsh County uh, Police Department when you come up to it. It says law enforcement. Well, you can bring paper evidence, video evidence of laws being violated by influential or governmental people. They, won't, they will refuse to do anything. That, we need to get rid of our sheriffs. The problem is, is no one will run against them. Uh, one, uh, one of our sheriffs uh, had an officer run against them in Walsh County a while back, Ron Nord. Ron Nord was immediately fired after the election, and he had to come here and work in Grand Forks. Now, I applaud Ron for wanting to probably do something. I think he might be a good person. I don't know him that good. I watched his son play football. But that's what we have, retaliation, and that's what they're doing to me. Technically, that should have been a violation of, of federal law because that, that smacks of, and it's not a whistleblower law because the guy didn't vote it, for, so it doesn't technically follow that. But that strikes to me uh, as, at the very least, we're back to the legal and ethical. It may have been perfectly legal to fire him, but ethical and about the optics. But the sheriff, the problem is, is the people that are in our judiciary and legislative branches and stuff, quite frankly, don't give a damn. They don't. Neither do other elected people. This, this complaint. Now, I'll, I'll start out with this. The complaint, I filed a 17-page, single-page complaint against what's going on in Walsh County right now, just in my case alone. I could do many other issues in Walsh County. 17 pages. I finally got the FBI to take it with a certified letter. The FBI called me about two weeks ago, said they agree with my assessment, and they're moving it up the food chain. It's not going to go anywhere. I have no belief in that. But the special agent agreed with me that everything I said in there was accurate in the agreement. That same complaint was given to Governor Doug Burgum, given to Drew Wrigley, given to every legislator in this state and my Walsh County commissioners. Do you think anybody contacted me ever on this? All these crimes I listed backed up with law, case law? No one. Not a damn... What? I take that back. One guy did. I won't say his name because he, he'll get retaliated against in the legislature. He wished me good luck. And I replied back to him, and I said, the attorney general's office is going to have a very tough year this year because they're getting sued. Well, it, to me, I just sit back and I look and I go, you know, we are running out of options as we the people because we, our legislators 
don't give a damn. They're going to vote every way they want to. I've got voting records of supposed Republicans who are voting, uh, not even middle of the pack Democrat. They're with they're with the, the 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 loonies on the left. We've got a judiciary system that I won't even say it's broken anymore. I'd say it's flaming. Yes. It's in flames. There is getting to be less and less places where we can go. This used to be the stuff that I used to laugh about. In a, in a not a funny way, but when I was talking about communist countries. Yeah. We don't have much left. The courts are, in North Dakota at least, are an absolute zero. They're, nothing's happening there. They're criminal to the core. We have the initiative process. That is, and, oh, they're, and they're working on that one, getting oh, rid of that my one. My Senator Yana Myrtle's in on that bill. I'm running against her next time. In 24? Yeah, but I'm going to actually file now so I can get... Uh, political rates, running TV uh, ads and radio ads. One thing I want to add, and I'm going to put this out there, KFYR-TV in Bismarck is refusing to talk to me because I want to run a one-minute TV ad on our judiciary. Well, KFYR better give me a phone call and say they're going to do it because according to federal law, federal they law? can't do that. They better wake up or they're going to be getting a massive lawsuit coming their way. Now, let, let's back up to the initiatives. Two, two seconds. I tell you what, I'm good. I want to come back to that. You, you get the next one. But first thing I got to do is a real quick profit margin break for Redemption yep. Shield. And I want everybody to go to gfbestsource.com. And at the bottom of our homepage, you want to click on the shield to order today. And you use GFBS as your redemption code to get 10% more off. And here's where we go. Paul, take it away. Tell them about it. towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation. Start protecting yourself now. Go to redemptionshield.com and get grounded and shielded today use code gfbs and save 10 percent. redemption okay everybody check it out all right mitch back to you okay uh, this is something it's the one of the only tools we have left other than trying to vote these people out but our conventions are a joke when you go nominate and then Bergam runs people against our good people that we nominate we but we do need to Take over our district conventions. People need to get off their butts, come out in the early mornings on a Saturday or Sundays, whenever these guys have these things. I, you know, I could tell you a lot of stories about these district conventions, but they're dirty in many districts. But we ha- after trying to get good people in the legislature, we only have the initiative process. Our sheriffs won't do nothing. Our legislators don't want to do a damn thing. The governor sure as hell ain't, and the attorney general's office covers up for crime in this state. The initiative process by state, even if we get all these dang signatures, the legislature can overturn it, and we've seen it happen with we our have. term limits. And Yana Myrdal, my senator, voted to overturn term limits, even though 60-some percent of Walsh County said we want them. Now, that's not representation. That's a rogue senator, and she needs to go. Uh, not, other than the statewide initiatives... And I know this is a sore one with you, this Home Rule County Charters. Yep. If they're written right, they can benefit the people because we can refer uh, uh, anything that our, our counties or cities do. 
and we can introduce our own legislation, which is coming up in Walsh County here. We are going to try to give power back to the people. It's going to be up to the people to vote these things in. But you know what's going to happen? The state attorney general's office is going to come down and try to overturn a citizen's initiative, and they've done it before. Well, they may be looking to try to do it again, because right now... um this could be the last election cycle for North Dakota incumbent legislators running for office because of the term limits measure approved. Uh, so incumbents who are focusing on re-election have an eye to the future. And this is what, this is a quote. I want everybody to listen to me very carefully. Quote, the important thing to us is that we do have a plan of succession, said Senator Dick Deaver, Republican Bismarck. Four years from now, half the legislature will be gone. Two years after that, the other half will be gone. That kind of turnover all at once is going to be really challenging. What I want you to understand is a plan of succession that doesn't even have anything to do with what you may want to vote in. These people are sitting down planning who their successors are going to be. The last time I checked that, that would have been similar to... England, when we got on those nasty little boats and floated away to a wonderful place called America, because what was happening was with the kings and the queens and the lords and the ladies planned their successors, and the people had no voice, and were right back there. Bergham's doing that before this happened. This is their plan. You know it is. Another thing that I don't think people understand is if you're in the Senate, I think you can run for the House. If you're you in the can. House, I think you can run for the Senate. You can. So that might be one of their plans. They don't give a damn what we got to say. They don't give a damn what the people want. Walsh County's got something going on where they're jacked up people's property taxes. You've yeah. There's something going on. And it's criminal. I guarantee you anything the government, if they want it, vote against it. Right now, 60% of houses that are coming on the market for whatever reason are be bu- being bought in. Uh, by BlackRock. Oh, so what's, wow. what's occurring is as houses, uh, people are no longer able to afford their homes because of their property taxes and stuff. They're being bought out by these mega corporations. Mm. So what's going to happen pretty soon to your housing market? Yeah. You, you know what's going on. Absolutely, there. I do. Absolutely. And this is proven. And so what we're looking at is we're, we're looking at uh, supposedly North Dakota had in place, where big corporations and stuff couldn't come in. Our family farms and our farmland was protected, yada, yada. But what we're seeing is that's being circumvented currently with the property taxes going up and things, and now these big corporations are coming in. If you lose your home to property tax, they say, oh, well, if it sells for more than that, you'll get the extras. How often do you think that occurs, Mitch? Where if you own you owe $3,000 on a $180,000 property that that property's going to sell at auction for more than 3 grand. Yeah. Well, you got capital gains and everything anyway too. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is the system is rigged. Yes. They're finding ways to get us to the point where and I will use a quote many will recognize, you will own nothing. And you will be happy. Got to love the World Economic Forum. Another thing about BlackRock, people of North Dakota need to understand, is they're heavily, the North Dakota state government has the retirement fund for the government employees heavily invested in BlackRock. We need to get 100% out of BlackRock. And people don't even understand what's going on around them. And, of course, we're back to that wonderful thing we started the program with. What's legal versus what's ethical. And I'm seeing that ethics don't exist anymore. No. And where they 
might be in conflict, what we're having is people writing the legislation that makes ethics immaterial because they can always turn around and go, well, you know, it's legal. Yeah, we got this great thing in North Dakota that people voted in. If it was run right, it would be great. The Ethics Commission, handpicked by Doug Burgum, won't investigate anything, denies every complaint I sent into him with the evidence. It's ridiculous. There is no ethics in our government. The people, I'm, I'm not crazy, I'm fed up. And I want my kids to have a better life, not have to go through what I'm doing. That's why I'm doing this. They can try to do whatever they want with me, fine. But I'm fighting to the bitter end. I'm not leaving this to my kids. I don't want other people's kids to have to go through this. Well, and again, you got to understand that even this one that we got passed for term limits that has their knickers in such a twist, the interpretation is such that the measure that incumbents who win re-election in November would not be eligible to run for the same seat. Yes. Again, in 20, 2028, they would have two years of service since the term limit measures took, took effect, plus yada, yada. But that doesn't mean, as you said, we can't suddenly have what we like to call revolving legislators. The Senate guy's up, so now he's running for House. The House guy's up, so now he's running for Senate. And then, of course, my other personal favorite, those who retire to become lobbyists. Yeah. Just like judges, they get reelected. No one runs against them, and then the governor appoints them. The governor puts in whatever crony he wants there. And in my district, all but one are appointed by the governor. And I'm dealing with one appointed by Doug Burgum right now, and she's criminal as hell. Well, they're realizing that, and I'll use this quote, we're realizing we have to break down some of those silos because we have we have people that are lawmakers that are specialized expertise. And now they're having to work to broaden their knowledge, which I, I have a problem with right there in the first place. But they're, they're working to break down this expertise because they know what they're going to be doing is playing switch seats. If they want to broaden their knowledge, maybe they should have public forums and talk to the people. We'll broaden their knowledge. You know, I even have problems with that. Coffee with Kramers and everything else. That looks and sounds really good. The problem is, is nobody's listening. I actually attended an open forum with... Um, Representative Dorgan, before we had the supposedly house cleaning and uh, we had the big switch to the Republicans, which I find laughable. But and that was the thing. And all he wanted during that entire thing was to be told what a great job he was doing and stuff. And I challenged him on it. And boy, did I get shut down quickly. You were not allowed to do that. That was considered a (gasps) rude. Now, if if it's going to be considered rude for me to pick a, a Pick a topic that doesn't fit the agenda on an, a public forum. What the hell's the use of A, having one, and B, me going? I, I get you. I've been there with Pomeroy. I basically grew up a Democrat. I can't support this insane party anymore. I'm an American patriot first. I'm going to make America great again. Pomeroy looked right at me. All I was talking about him is I want more time with my kids. We need to do something with family law. And he looked at me. He knew who I was, apparently, and he goes, What you're doing is very dangerous. That's what Pomeroy said to me. Well, I don't respond to threats well, and I don't give a damn if I'm threatened. These people are criminals. I had state's attorneys telling me what I was doing is dangerous and I should go away. 
Unfortunately, that computer crapped, and I don't have that data anymore. I'd love to wish I had that. Back up, back up, back up, back <laughs> up. Um, back up all your information. That, that's back when I was I going know. to school, and I was burnt out and tried to be a good student kid, but <laughs> I was fighting other things other than going to school. Full disclosure, I first met Mitch when he was a student in my class, so full disclosure, we've known each other for quite some time. Yeah, and you know, for whatever it's worth, People vote for Kit Brennan when she's on the damn ticket. She is not going to take any BS from anyone in Bismarck. She will fight for you. She'll fight for what's right for this country. Well, the one thing I've learned is if you tell the truth, you don't have to try to remember what you've said to who. Yeah. Well, I, I try to tell people, that, like when I'm in Bismarck, one time I was in a line. I was had a suit on. I might have looked halfway as respectable. And Oven was coming through shaking hands. And when he came to me, I grabbed his hand, shook it, and I didn't let it go. And I says, hey, John. And he didn't recognize me. I could tell. And I said, you don't remember me, do you? My name's Mitch Sanderson. He pulled his hand out and ran to his office. That's what we have in our legislature. They don't want to talk to us or address issues. They want to do whatever they want behind closed doors. Well, I'm going to do another quote here. This is from C.S. Lewis, and it, it resonated with me. And it says, one of the most cowardly things ordinary people do is shut their eyes to the facts. Yeah. And we've been seeing a lot of that lately because... Uh, the people that I'm talking to a lot of times go, oh, you that's politics. I don't want to talk politics. That disturbs me. Mm-hmm. How much is it going to disturb you when you are, are up between a rock and a hard place and you realize that the legislative, the judiciary, and everybody else no longer is working for you? Yeah, I truly believe every household should teach our, their kids the best they can how the government works. As our schools should have government courses and not... Uh, controlled ones, the actual truth of how things work. And teachers shouldn't have to be afraid of telling you how it works. I had an excellent POD teacher in high school. He told us exactly how the government worked. Of course, here I am, young kid going, that's not what I think, you know, stupid teenager. And lo and behold, you get older and you start challenging this system, you find out that that POD teacher's right. And you know what? When we get out of here, I'm Facebook messaging that guy because I still keep in touch a little bit with them. I'm telling them, you know, you're 100% right. I'm looking at something right now that might probably scare you a little bit. Uh, this is a bill. It's in, to amend Title 18, the United States Code. It's in federal. It's being, it's being processed and worked on right now. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Minority Report, but you probably have read... I think I might have, yeah. you, you probably have read something called 1984 or A Brave yes. New World, where they have a wonderful thing called Thought Crimes. Yeah. In other words, you're even thinking about something, therefore you need to be charged. But basically what this is, is a bill that is going to be looking at people for thought crimes. Does that apply to the government when they have thought crimes? Uh, no. And, and this is why it's scary, because it's looking at what they're calling uh, paramilitary, private paramilitary activity. And seeing as how you and I would technically be classified as domestic terrorists because of our opinions, and and if we went to a commission meeting or whatever, that definitely means that we're going to be being watched. This is to classify people based upon who their friends are, what they say, and other things. They will be classified as this, as being part of an unauthorized private paramilitary group, and therefore they will be subject to all of the terrorist things that are coming down the line. And this is just based on, on assumptions, circumstances, and everything else. I'll, I'll send you this who, because... Yeah, who introduced be, it? Uh, it is... You no, know, it's the Democrats. Uh, 
Okay, we have a right to have a citizen's militia. Yeah, well, but not to this guy. This is someone called Mr. Markey, M-A-R-K-E-Y, introduced the following bill, which was read twice and referred to a committee. So uh, I don't know if it's gotten anywhere, but as you well know in government, they don't stop. If If they introduce something once... And it doesn't oh, yeah. doesn't work. It it Grand they Forks keep in, they keep introducing it again and Pro- again and again. Property tax Murray increase. Stewart just came on and called it a person of interest. That was the movie. Okay, um, my response to that is it it won't pass. I got to hope there's enough people in office, especially in the House, that won't allow this. Uh, I pray to, like Trump or not, I pray to God he gets back in there because what we got now, we're going down to a third world country and we're going to be in deep crap here. We already are in deep crap. But if it passes and they start doing this to people, you're going to see citizen militias organizing. I guarantee you the government better not even think of going down this road because I've talked to many people that are that fed up already. And I tell them, just hold on. We got to wait a few more months to see what happens. The, the, the key to all of this is, is they're obviously preparing, but I got one last profit margin break to go to with executive properties, if we could be so kind as to take it away, Paul. Got that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you I can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Okay, we're back. And, you know, you mentioned the fact that sheriff's departments have kind of gone over and beyond in some of their questionable things. And I don't know if you know about this or not, but the Dunn County Sheriff's Department is facing some scrutiny Mm. over high-cost firearm purchases and a $190,000 boat that they purchased. They have uh, purchased, let's see, October 14th, they purchased... Some, this is why I'm talking about this, because we talked about that person of interest movie and stuff and these pre-crimes. They've got uh, in law enforcement rifles that are suppressor ready, priced each at $3,752. They purchased a total of four for $15,000. And, and they've got three silent captured springs, 9mm AR full strokes at 311 each for a total of 933 they purchased three ALS 40-millimeter single-shot launchers at fifteen fifty each for a total of $3,450. they have got some sight gens brought on April 11th for $466.90 each, along with a Glock 43-time MOS Trijon for $61. On June 6th, they purchased Glock 480 MOS Gen 9 5-millimeter for $490. Um, going on and on and on. And um, and what I'm looking at is bill after bill. It sounds to me like they're preparing for a war. I think so. That is scary in itself. People in Dunn County better do something. I'm getting feedback from somewhere. I don't know. It was feedback. Yeah. I just was listening to some sort of ad. Just <laughs> FBI, are you listening? Could you turn down the feed a little bit, FBI? <laughs> but, but I look at that and... 
if you want to talk about somebody preparing for war, and then they got this $190,000 boat with all of the equipment and stuff on it because they lost one person to a drowning. What in the heck would any law enforcement office need stuff like that? There's only one thing they're preparing for, Kit. That is insane. I'll send the list to you because it is a beauty. And when I look at it, because I'm a person that does firearms, and I looked at that and I went, you know, there's only one thing that they're preparing for. And this is on top of all of the other gear and stuff that they have. This is on top of that. But this guy at, at the federal level is going to come after me for whatever I might own, including having a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds. Well, the Constitution's clear. Anyone wants to come and take my guns, they better expect something to go wrong. The inequity in the situation is, is mind-boggling to me. So if I am going to, as a citizen, go to the Dunn County Sheriff's Department and I'm going to look at those purchases, do you think if I have a problem I am going to go to this sheriff? Because absolutely not. Do you know there's some U.S. Supreme Court rulings that basically state anything the government can do, the people can do. And... People need to start understanding that we are being lied to. We're being screwed over. This government is criminal. We need to hold them to task. We need to force them to come out and admit what they're doing and remove these people from office. We can't have this. I don't know how we're going to do this. And I'll be honest with you. Well, they won't talk to us. Well, the judiciary ignores us. Uh, we Criminally. Yeah, we start. We start at we start at the the small levels, the small courts, the ones in our jurisdiction. Then we go to the attorney generals, uh, state states attorney generals that are representative. Then we go to the state, the AG's office, and we we go to the governor. We petition, we petition, we petition, and we're met with resounding yeah. oh, silence. Or I went to the attorney general's office when Wayne Stungeon was in there, and I got kicked out. All I wanted to do is speak with the attorney general on evidence of crimes. I had that the North Dakota government was committing, and I got kicked out. I I'm got the evidence. I got the laws. I'm just, I'm moral, and I'm the one that gets kicked out. People need to really wake up to what's going on here. This is real. Sometimes I wonder if they understand that they are representatives of the people, because right now, the more that I'm dealing with a lot of these people that I will call them exactly what they are, entrenched bureaucrats, yes. they have absolutely no concern at all. And um, this says you have more kids and train them into these positions. I understand what she's saying, but that's going to take a long time to get to get the kids into. The, and I don't know if by the time these kids are ready, if those positions uh, are even going to be any more than, again, line of succession. What do you think? It's. If we don't get Trump back in, this country's gone, and we're, we're our, all our rights are gone, period. I'm, I, I'm adamant about that. I believe that Trump is, is well-meaning. I have, I'm just going to say this, and I don't want people to think that it means I won't vote for Trump. But what I am going to say is I'm the type of person that will not put all the eggs into one basket. Right. Trump is a... Trump tried to drain the swamp once, but he is not going to save the world. Thank you, Marie. He did not re- go through what he's going through now. And when he gets back in there, house cleaning's coming. I hope you're right. I do, too. I hope you're right. But I will also, I will also say he didn't clean house when he could have when he got in there. The first thing he should have done was, was told everybody, you're out. He was and fighting. He's, also, he's also human. He was, yes, he was fighting the bureaucracy for four years the whole time he was in there, but... I don't know if he, 
I think he knew a lot. I don't think he knew how bad it really was. Well, I'll agree with that. And and I don't think most folks here no. understand yeah. how bad it is here. They, they're living in the world of North Dakota nice. Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. And we have as much bureaucratic problems, if not more, especially with the CO2 pipeline, yeah. which is being ramrodded down people's throats, where the state is now debating whether or not Townships and counties have the right to tell somebody to pound sand that wants to put a, a CO2 pipeline, which I have shown explosions for, into your backyards. And the, the whole th- thing behind it is I, I want to protect and save Mother Earth. It's everything we have. But they're playing a game with us. We Trees, plant life, eat CO2. That's their food. Now, you want to – it basically is a bomb if you contain this stuff. Uh, I've done a lot of reading on it too. There's some if Ber- okay if Bergam wants it, we don't want it. I got a issue with Sandy Sanford right now. She supported. She was going to support Bergam, and I've sent an email to her asking if she's supporting Tom Campbell and Kelly Armstrong. Kelly Armstrong cannot be our governor. It'll be more of the same. He is a criminal, an attorney, and this boy is no good. I'm just trying to figure out why someone would want to leave the vaulted position that you had of of a federal uh, member of the House to suddenly come back and become governor. And I just don't. You'll have to forgive me if I don't just believe he's got all these warm fuzzies that he needs to come home. There's a game plan behind it. And what I want to know is why Brett Sanford stepped down under Doug Burgum. Well, from what I understand, there were family conflicts. That's a cop out. They always say it. Well. Might be true to a point. Little little birdies have told me that there were some knockdown drag out fights in Burgum's office oh, because yeah. there were some major disagreements between the two, and so he was basically told to go home. I've heard those arguments took place too. So it, it just goes to show that even sometimes if you're elevated to a level, you don't dare disagree with the status quo. You will be taken out. I got, I got a quick story on uh, Burgum's wife, too. I was at the Republican convention here in Grand Forks, and I caught her outside getting a drink, and I went over and introduced myself, started talking to her, told her what my issues were I wanted to talk about. She couldn't wait to bolt to get away from me. That's great representation. That's someone that really cares about the people of this state. I just find that... All they really want is the same thing that the lords and the ladies and the kings and the queens wanted, which is people to bend the knee. And don't talk back. Yep, bend the knee, kiss the hem, and, and basically genuflect to their greatness, which is why they're having such strokes right now over the property tax. Bill, because again, when we mentioned BlackRock owning 60% of the residential properties and stuff, and their, their goal is to obviously own 100% and other things, you see, if we get rid of, of that property tax and we remove ourselves from renting from the government and get out from under that thumb, that's going to throw a hell of a wrench into their plans. Then they might actually have to manage our money and not waste it. But it, it's bigger than that, Kit. They're... There's something else going on with our property tax. Uh, on top of it, we went through this in another show with you. It is unconstitutional to be defraying property tax to fund schools. It's in our Constitution. It's clear as day. There's a North Dakota Supreme Court case in the 70s someone brought. And, of course, the North Dakota Supreme Court did their norm. But there's a U.S. Supreme Court ruling that will overturn that if it, people knew about it. And I do. 
and it says that the legislature cannot delegate something to another entity that they are forbidden to do. But they do it all the time. Well, it's coming. That's another one that the governor's going to have to deal with, Kit. They, they opened up a wildfire with me. I'm not backing down. I am done with the crime in our government. Okay, so I'm going to be devil's advocate here because you know I think you're righteous. Uh, what do you do about everybody who, le- quite frankly, labels you nothing but crazy? I'd say come to a public forum and let's debate this. You debate me and you, I will show you the evidence. I will show you the truth. You will have nothing to stand on that other than, oh, he's just a crackpot. Well, Marie, again, says a great point. If they own all those properties, meaning the government, BlackRock and stuff, they will be getting the tax cuts as well, which is true. That's how we're getting all of the downtowns done. In fact, Epic, which is basically working to own all of downtown Grand Forks, downtown Fargo, and they've wheedled their way into Minot. Everyone look up Epic, E-P-I-C. They are a, uh, a private company, so finding out who actually is behind them and owns them is exceedingly difficult. But they're basically tiffing their way into prosperity through all of their malls and stuff, and they are building a huge water park currently in Fargo, which is going to be connected to a hundred-and-some-room hotel and a parking ramp and stuff, which is going to be tiffed. And people in Fargo just got the news that their property taxes are going through the roof. And this is the type of private organization that should not be tiffed. Yeah, and I, just to add to that, I, I think Fu Fang wants $15 million for their property out here. Are they they paying do. $15 million in property taxes? No, they're paying 300 and some thousand. It's, it's the actual valuation, and, and oh, that's yes. that. Yes, that yeah. the, the valuation suddenly on. Uh, everyone was touting how wonderful this property was going to be and everything else, and suddenly when they didn't get it, the, the value of the property went down to 300 and some thousand dollars. And uh, it, let's just put it this way it, we're back to there is no judicial, there is no legislative recourse. You are left to sit and told to pound sand. Yeah. It's like in my neck of the woods. I got a guy that's got a half-million-dollar house out in my area. My house is a piece of crap, and I'll say that. I'm, I'm not proud. It's what I live in. It's what I could afford. But because of that, my property taxes go up. My property has nothing to do with that half-million-dollar house. Nothing. Abs- absolutely nothing. And that Walsh County initiatives are coming, kid. And it's some. I mean, we got to take a stand. We, this is out of hand already. We, I don't know if we can win. I hope to God we can push back and get the people in control of this government somehow. Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to get people to accept the fact that Houston, we have a problem. And that problem exists not just at the federal level, but it also exists in North Dakota. And it probably exists not just in the state at Bismarck, but uh, it also exists in the counties, the city, and the 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 the. the Township level you and just, needs to be looked at. You just hit out a, a major thing here. You don't hear Scott Hannon, Jay Thomas, or even KNOX talking about state crime. All you talk about is the federal That's government. That's correct. Everything is hushed up here in the state. I can't get on any of them radio shows. I want it. I'm going to pay for ads. And if they refuse to run them, they're going to get a piece of paper in the mail. Someone's curious where in Wells County you live. Park River. Okay. I'm just going to say we're out of time, and I, and, and I really want to make sure that you know the door is always open, and I'm going to continue to follow this case with you because I think it's very, very important. And I want to make sure that everybody understands that we at Common Sense Uncensored have 
been trying to keep our fingers on the pulse of what's happening in North Dakota as well as at the federal level. And we're going to continue to find cases like this. If you think you have something that you want to talk about, especially if, like Mitch says, you haven't been getting anybody else to pay attention to you, I would love to talk to you. Please contact me here. You can call 701-213-0863 and talk to my producer, and he will get in touch with me because what Common Sense Uncensored is about is getting the voice of the people out where it can be heard because Lord knows everybody else seems to have a voice but us. Mitch, thank you so much for coming by. You bet. Everybody, it's another one in the can for Common Sense Uncensored Monday. Y'all be safe out there. Keep your eyes open. Stay smart and realize we're in the battle of our lives. Everybody, take care. Take care.